There's actually research that indicates that when we donate, when we volunteer, or we donate, or we do something to benefit others, some act of generosity, it benefits our own health, it benefits our mental health. And in these times when people are feeling down and isolated and missing a lot of the things that bring joy in our lives, it's a little thing you can do for yourself uh, to make a donation. The science proves that it makes your mental health better, it makes your health better. People who are generous live longer. So we can make that investment in ourselves at the same time we're investing in our community. So do yourself a huge favor and donate or volunteer to give big. And although it's in May, it's already kicking off and you can go right now, donate and look at the site and look at all that we have in our community. There's got to be something that draws you in. We all have something that kind of we have a heart for. And so look through the list and see if there's something that maybe you'll say, I had no idea there was an organization like that. Absolutely. I worked with an organization once that is a medical clowning organization. So they are clowns that go into hospitals, especially children's hospitals. There's another called Courthouse Dogs that takes dogs in to care for kids when kids are having to testify in the courthouse. Those are just two examples that come to mind that who knew? Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening in. As we continue to talk with leaders in our community, Give Big 2021 is already underway and it's a great annual fundraising event for our community to come together and support many of the nonprofits in the Puget Sound area. And to underscore the need that is greater than ever this year, we hear from leaders in just two of the nonprofits that we can choose to support. John Botton is the Chief Executive Officer of Child Haven, an organization that has been serving our community for 110 years. And Nancy Long is the Director of 501 Commons, an organization that is empowering and helping nonprofits. We start with John Botton. Welcome, John. John, so good to have you back representing Child Haven. Great to be here. Nice to see you again. Yeah, last year we were in studio and this year. (laughs) I know. Well, thank you for joining us. Why don't you update us and give us a little bit of information about Child Haven? All right. As you know, because we've had an opportunity to chat before, Child Haven is a 110-year-old organization uh, that exists to serve kids and families and communities that have gone through a lot of trauma and adversity. And we've certainly had our more than our fair share of trauma and adversity in this last year. And usually nonprofit has a fundraiser and all of that had to shift. You had to do Zoom fundraisers. I, did you guys shift yours or did you put it off? What did you do? Yeah, we, we did. We moved them to online. We have a luncheon coming up uh, the end of this month and we did our annual uh, auction gala also online. And we certainly saw a downtick, but overall it was successful given all things considered. How has COVID affected Child Haven and what you do? Yeah, certainly the, the kids and families that are traditionally served by Child Haven, we're already suffering a wide variety of, of trauma and adversity. And then COVID came along and inflicted you know much more pain on, on the, the kids and families that we serve. Uh, we know that mental health concerns, homelessness, substance use have been increasing dramatically due to the pandemic. Uh, these are among the very causes that Child Haven exists to address through the wide variety of prevention, early intervention, and, and wraparound services that we provide. Unfortunately, as things shut down, many of our typical referral sources weren't able to interact with kids and families the way they typically do. And so, you know, kids were, were primarily homebound. 
And as a result, in the beginning, we actually had a decrease in referrals for many months. So it was really hard. Our revenue was going down as the cost and complexity of serving kids in a digital environment was going up. How does Child Haven normally meet with children? Is it in-person, one-on-one in your office? Yeah, we, we have a, a wide variety of, of wraparound services. Um, some are delivered in one of our five locations, and many are also delivered in home and other community-based locations. So we weren't able to really do much in-person for first six months. And then, you know, really the last six to eight months, we've been able to do more of our classroom-based programming, but we haven't been able to do most of our home-based work, unfortunately. Most of the kids we serve are are birth to six, really young kids. So it's hard to engage kids that young in a digital environment. Yeah. And I know that a lot of parents are saying for any other service other than school, they're saying no Zoom. Yeah. (laughs) I can't blame them. Yeah, they're so burnt out. As far as what you see in the future, what you see for 2021, what's that looking like for you? Well, as things have started to open up in the the last few months, our our referrals are definitely increasing. And I think as you know, we've all read the headlines about the expectations around mental health, particularly around kids, and kind of how this will all affect them. And and so last month, we actually had more referrals than we've ever had in our documented history. So we're definitely seeing um, referrals increase and the com- complexity of issues increase as well, both with the kids and then, of course, the big people in their lives who love them, care for them. Yeah, that's, you know, when you think about it, you've got children with issues and now with the pandemic, everybody's got issues. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Yeah. And, you know, and then just the, the impact on our, our own staff, too, and as they're trying to navigate all of this. And so, you know, dealing with their own situation at home and with their kids and then trying to serve others. And it's, yeah, it's, it's been, been challenging for everybody. Yeah. And, and staff has to be encouraged. I think of teachers. They, they have to have principals that encourage them. So I think that that makes it tough too when you're looking at the leaders and they're needing more encouragement, uh, <laughs> like you said, because they've got their own families as well. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Have you noticed any new issues that you hadn't really dealt with before that now you're sort of maybe having to get some sort of different service in place for? Yeah, I mean, fortunately, the kind of the year or two leading up to COVID, you know, obviously we didn't anticipate anything like this, but we really added a lot of services in the couple years, pre-COVID years, and it couldn't have worked out better from that standpoint, because then when families started coming back, we had a, a much bigger menu of services to provide. So we were able to individualize to every child and family's need much better than we could have, say, you know, four or five years ago. So fortunately, that worked out well that we were able to hire some phenomenal staff members who had a much wider variety of expertise. So as people start coming back, we're able to, to really individualize services to, to their needs. So you mentioned you, you've had this huge influx of referrals. Does that mean that you will be needing to hire more people and and thus you're going to need more donations and more funding? You got it. That's how it works. Yep. It's it's our staff members that are actually able to do the work and work through the families and other community-based providers that we partner with. 
And so we're, we are ramping up almost in all areas right now, and which makes Give Big really crucial, crucial piece of the puzzle as, as things start opening up and we need to expand it to meet the growing need. I think what's so wonderful about Give Big is it's local. And so people can give locally to something that really matters to them. And so if children matter to you, this would be a great place to give. Tell us how you are partnering with Give Big. Yeah, well, fortunately, they make it really easy. I mean, the website is, I went and looked at it this morning and they make it really searchable. So uh, there's, you know, phenomenal number of great organizations to choose from, like like Child Haven. And so you are able to select a, a cause or an organization that is near and dear to your your heart. I think an investment in Give Big is is ultimately an investment in the well-being of, of our nonprofit sector locally, but ultimately it's an investment in the well-being of the kids and families and communities that we are all a part of. And so um, one of the things we love about the Give Big contributions that, that come through Give Big is the money comes to us undesignated. So we're able to use it in the area of greatest need. To the example that you pointed out, if, if it really is to increase our staffing and do more outreach, we can use it for that. If it's to partner with additional referral sources, we can use it for that. So it's wonderful to have a funding source like Give Big that comes undesignated. So the organizations are able to use it in, in the areas they need it most. It's basically, you, you go to the website and then you can search by category or by organization alphabetically, or just type in the search name and then make a contribution. And it's it, it couldn't be more easy. The big idea would be go to givebigwa.org. Fortunately, you are an organization that starts with a C, so you're gonna be <laughs> pretty close to the top. Yeah. Child Haven serves not just King County, right? We do serve into uh, a little bit into Pierce and, and Snohomish County, uh, certainly with partnerships that we've developed with other community-based organizations and hospitals, et cetera. But most of our uh, five locations are in King County. Do you know how many families you're serving right now? What number you have? Yeah, at any given time right now, there's about 600 families in the different programs that we offer. Wow. And you say the ages range from basically zero to six? Well, primarily. So uh, Child Haven about in June, right? Right as things were closing down due to the pandemic, we merged with two other organizations. So we merged with an organization called Art with Heart and we merged with Retinary Youth and Family Services. So really exciting. Just one example of the type of partnerships that, that Child Haven is pursuing um, so it was a, a fascinating time to go through these two mergers in a pandemic as needs were kind of fluxing. So as, as a byproduct of that, we added additional services and expanded the age range that we serve. So we actually serve birth to 24 now between all of the different services that we provide. Birth to 24, that's awesome. You know, I, I would just like to, you know, express appreciation on behalf of Child Haven and, and all of the nonprofit sector to, to 501 Commons for leading this effort and to all of the organizations participating, but ultimately to the individuals and corporations that make this successful. As I mentioned, an investment in Give Big really is an investment in our, our whole sector, which we now need more than ever in order to respond appropriately to the growing needs in the community. So an investment in Give Big is an investment in the nonprofit sector and ultimately an investment in the well-being of kids and families and the communities we love. And when you talk about trauma, 
you know, this whole thing has re-traumatized in some ways when you're already dealing with a child that has trauma and then you're adding this pandemic and you're adding learning how to be at home and do school, all of these things. What can you say to that impact? Like, does it double? Is it, how, how have you perceived this? Yeah, you know, I, I'm fortunate to work with a lot of really smart people who who are are really trying to figure that out. And I don't think anybody really knows. I think we're going to, we're going to be feeling the repercussions, the ripple effect of this for many, many years, as we see how does this affect young children and what does this do to their long-term mental health and, and how can we best be of service to, to making sure they're on the right track for optimal development. Which brings me back to how long you have been in service this isn't going to fall apart. This is a good investment <laughs> to yeah. organizations helping children for a lot of years. And yeah, there's absolutely in, yeah. in our, in our 110 year, year history, we've never uh, weathered anything quite like COVID, but we've weathered a lot of, a lot of storms and we'll persevere through this one as well. Yeah. The longevity I think says a lot about the organization and why it is such a great place to donate. And so go to givebigwa.org and look under Child Haven to donate. Thank you so much, John. I appreciate you coming on. Good to see you again. Great to see you. Thank you for making this a priority. We appreciate it. And moving from John with Child Haven to Nancy Long with the 501 Commons. Welcome. Welcome, Nancy Long, back another year for Give Big this year, 2021. Thank you for having me. It's been a year, hasn't it? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start with the 501 Commons. Tell us about that. So 501 Commons is an organization that has been in Washington State for 30 years. We serve nonprofits throughout the country to some extent, but primarily in the Pacific Northwest. We're an organization that supports the success of other nonprofits by providing a variety of services related to technology, human resources, financial management, uh, general management issues, training and learning opportunities for nonprofit folks, general support of the sector. Our job is to really help nonprofits be as successful as possible so that all people and communities can be successful as well, because nonprofits contribute so much to the success of our communities. A couple of years ago, we took on Give Big as an additional part of our mission. It's a great opportunity to help nonprofits in a very concrete way by helping them raise funds. I just love that concept so much because I do work with a lot of nonprofits and there are those times when they just really need support and where do they go? I love what you're doing. And you took on Give Big. Tell us about that. So Give Big was started by the Seattle Foundation and primarily served the King County nonprofit community. When they decided that that was, it was no longer really in alignment with their priorities and, and mission as a community foundation, they passed that over to us as essentially the nonprofit community owner, right? It was really a process where nonprofits got together when after Seattle Foundation made that decision. And it was clear that nonprofits felt that GiveBig was incredibly important to the health of the nonprofit sector, and they wanted to see it continue. And so they asked us to step in, and we were able to do that in part because we have a partnership with an organization called Encore Media Group that helps us do the public campaign. It really is an event, an annual event 
that we put on on behalf of the nonprofit community. It's an, it's an event that is done by the nonprofit community for the nonprofit community. And we invite all people in our state to join in and help in whatever way they can. And they can do that by donating on the platform. They can do that by volunteering time. They can do that by helping nonprofits with their campaign and helping spread the word to their friends and and family and colleagues. How does somebody help with a campaign? Say with John, I want to help John's Child Haven. What can I do? One of the main things you can do is share information about the campaign. The people listen to what their friends and family tell them. And so uh, if you can share the word, that helps everybody. That's an all boats rise kind of activity. But you can also help individual organizations. In fact, we have a group of volunteers uh, that work with 501 Commons that are specifically helping organizations that are based in immigrant communities prepare their campaigns right now. And they're doing things like, you know, helping develop the social media and helping prepare email uh, campaigns and helping the organization identify donors that will step forward and provide matching funds so that the organization can be more successful because they can offer a match for every donation that comes in the door. We find that many times for nonprofits, it's not that they don't know how to do something. It's just that they have competing priorities and a lot of pressure on their time and especially right now. So we have these professional volunteers that go in that help them with their campaign. So many organizations would benefit from that kind of of help if people are interested in helping and they have a fundraising or a marketing or communications or a media background, they can contact us at 501commons.org and we'd be happy to um, help them figure out how to get involved in helping organizations where they can reach out to an organization they donate to or volunteer with to see if they could be of some help. That's such good advice because what we've seen is people want to volunteer and they haven't been able to with COVID. And I know that's changing, but what a wonderful way to be able to volunteer because that's stuff you can do from home or via phone or Zoom. So what a wonderful uh, thought. If, If you have a background in advertising or technology, I know some nonprofits, they get started, they don't know technology, but they're, they have the passion. So this is so great what you're doing. If, is, is 501 Commons one of the nonprofits that we can donate to? Yes, absolutely. So yeah, thank you for suggesting that. Yes, in two different ways. So we actually have a profile on the platform with, um, we expect to have about 1,700 nonprofits participating this year. And so we are one of those and happy to have people visit our profile on the website and learn more about us. But also any donor, when they're checking out in their checking out on the donations that they've made on the platform, has the option, option to leave what we call a tip on the platform that actually supports Give Big for next year. It helps us put on this annual event. We actually have some really great news that's related to Give Big that I'll share as well, which is as we were progressing through last year with COVID and the really severe impact that it has had on, on nonprofits in a variety of ways, we made the decision to take the platform that we use, that is provided by our partner technology company, Neon One, and make that available year round. And so we were able to very quickly put up a campaign before Giving Tuesday, which happens every year in the fall, just right after Thanksgiving. And that kicks off the year-end kind of giving season when a lot of nonprofits are raising money. 
And we were able to let all of the nonprofits that had participated in Give Big last year for no additional cost participate and do year-end giving on the platform, participate in Giving Tuesday. And we've partnered to be Giving Tuesdays in this state and work with them on that campaign. Give Big has become even bigger (laughs) and uh, has become basically an opportunity to give 365 days a year. And we call that platform now Washington Gives. It's a little confusing because there's 501 Commons. We make available the Washington Gives fundraising platform. And we have two major events in the year now. Give Big, always in in the spring, in May, and then Giving Tuesday, which is in late November, early December every year. That gives people an opportunity to give and engage with nonprofits any time of the year, although this is our big public campaign is during Give Big. Which brings me to the point, can people give before the May Give Big Day? Yes. So uh, giving will be, well, giving is actually open on the platform right now for those organizations that are, that are there. And, and, and there's over a thousand that are, that are already there and published. There'll be even more available and the giving for Give Big specifically launches on April 20th. What I really like about this is often people want to give, but it may take them a while to vet an organization or we've seen a lot of scam with COVID and all that. So I love it that we can go to a place we can trust and we can know that these are all legitimate nonprofits. The thing I always say is, Often we feel like, well, I can't give a lot. Well, just give a little because every little bit helps. I think people have to be reminded of that. I think Give Big is a great time to really visualize that for people. I mean, it's true at any time, right? Whatever you can do, doing something small to help your neighbor during this time of social isolation. Can't remove the burden of what we're all dealing with. But if you do some little thing and leave something on their doorstep or reach out and check in on them, Some little thing, it adds up. All of those acts of kindness add up. And the same thing is true with donating. With Give Big, it's not that each person is giving big. It's that each person is giving and together we give big. And so that's really the whole point of this campaign is everybody can give what they they feel comfortable with. Most people give to multiple organizations. And part of that is we all have the experience when you do online shopping that you go to, to buy one thing and then your cart suddenly is filled with several other things that you didn't intend. Right. <laughs> so I think that spirit of giving kind of catches on when people are on the platform, because one of the things I, I really encourage people to go to the platform, even if you're not sure that you can donate, because it is just an emotional lift. It gives people a chance to really understand and appreciate all the things that nonprofits do for our community. And those things are often positioned as being for other people, but we all benefit from nonprofits. We, there are all kinds of ways in which nonprofits make everyone's life better. And one of those ways is by caring for more vulnerable people in our community, caring for children like, like Child Haven serves that Don Botten has talked about, providing food for, for the 30% of Washingtonians that are right now food insecure and, and are dealing with hunger on a, on a regular basis. It makes my life better if I think my neighbors are getting food on the table tonight, right? I see that as a, as a personal benefit. But there are many other ways in which nonprofits are just making our lives better every day. And they're incredibly important to the recovery of our state. One in 10 employees in Washington State works for a nonprofit. 
So we've heard a lot about how businesses are being impacted by COVID and by the shutdown, but there's a lot of impact going on with nonprofits as well. The other thing I like to make people aware of about nonprofits is the vast majority of nonprofits have no paid employees. Most nonprofit work is done by volunteers. And GiveBig is also an opportunity for people to step forward and pledge volunteer hours and get involved in in volunteerism as well, because that's really, it's people that drive the nonprofit sector. And during this time of the year, we're looking for more of those people, but also more of those dollars that are hard for nonprofits to come by. And if you're unemployed, the best way to use your time is to volunteer. And what happens is you feel so good about what you're doing. You meet these amazing people that run these volunteer organizations. And more times than not, there are connections that get get people jobs where it's like a volunteer says, hey, my dad has a shop, whatever. But I am such a big advocate of volunteering because it changes first somebody else's life, whoever you're volunteering to help, but it totally impacts our own lives and it opens up so many doors. I volunteered years ago for an organization and it opened the door so much of things I hadn't seen that I went and got a degree and started doing this work. I love what you're doing. I love the concept of the 501, the website is beautiful. I was just looking at it. When you look at it, it just kind of draws you in. It's very nicely Uh, done. That website again is? It's givebigwa.org. Givebigwa.org. Okay. But also just add to your thing about volunteerism. There's actually research that indicates that when we donate, when we volunteer, we donate, or we do something to benefit others, some act of generosity, It benefits our own health. It benefits our mental health. And in these times when people are feeling down and isolated and missing a lot of the things that bring joy in our lives, it's a little thing you can do for yourself uh, to make a donation. The science proves that it makes your mental health better. It makes your health better. People who are generous live longer. So we can make that investment in ourselves at the same time we're investing in our community. So do yourself a huge favor and donate or volunteer to give big. And although it's in May, it's already kicking off and you can go right now and donate and look at the site and, you know, look at all that we have in our community. There's got to be something that draws you in. We all have something that kind of we have a heart for. And so look through the list and see if there's something that, Maybe you'll say, I had no idea there was an organization like that, because often we don't know. We just don't know what's out there until we have the need. Wouldn't it be wonderful to know before we have the need? Absolutely. I, we worked with an organization once that is a medical clowning um, organization. So they are clowns that go into hospitals, especially children's hospital, and help kids during traumatic healthcare issue, uh, times. There's another called Courthouse Dogs that takes dogs in to care for kids when kids are having to testify in the courthouse and the dog serves as a calming influence and a a way to support kids through a traumatic experience. So those are just two examples that come to mind that who knew, right? Who knew that that existed in our community? There's a lot more for you to find out. Just go visit uh, givebigwashington.org or givebigwa.org and find out more. And I love those examples because I feel like I know a lot about nonprofits in the area because of, you know, the work I do. And I'm like, 
huh, I didn't know there was clowns and dogs. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Nancy, for the work you do all year long. And thank you for this campaign that we can all do something good for ourselves and give back to our community. We'll look forward to next year and probably an update on how this went. I love what you said about giving a little. And when we all give a little, it is it is give big. So thank you. Thank you. For, thanks for helping get the word out. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening today. I hope you've learned something new and are prompted to donate. Join us next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.